Welcome back, friends. Lost Guy here, and it's time for another solo, basically, podcast. It is Mar 10, so Mario Day. I was meant to do this episode a while back, but I didn't, because I'm like, there's only politics to talk about, and I said I'd do WandaVision, but truth be told, I just got uh, bogged down in a lot of things. And finally recording it. So, today's episode is WandaVision, and next time, Fudget will talk about politics or whatever. But, uh, WandaVision. So, only listen to this episode if you've watched the whole thing. If you have not watched the whole thing, don't bother. Don't, don't bother to listen to this. Come back later when you have watched the whole thing. If you haven't watched it at all, then, yeah, you know, you don't need this episode at all either. I am really losing the viewers here. <laughs> but anyway, so WandaVision, I think it was like a 7 out of 10. Uh, some people really liked it. Some people didn't like it at all. And I think that there's a lot of reasons why it's guilty uh, of not a lot of people liking it. And then, I don't know why people really loved it. <laughs> I think if you're a big fan of... Uh, Scarlet Witch or Olsen, I think there's a reason why you really like it, or if you liked Vision. Like, all the Vision stuff here is really good. It made Vision a better character. I like that a lot. Uh, Monica Rambo being there. Photon is the name of her hero character in the comics. Her being there was cool. She didn't really get to do a lot. Uh, and then you got the Scarlet Witch, and she was cool. And just seeing, uh, just them exploring Scarlet Witch was cool, and then Harkness being there was very interesting. So, I'm being very jumbled here. Going into it, I'm like, okay, we got the Scarlet Witch. She's basically doing House of M. I figure this is where the mutants are going to come out. That was my big hope. But from years and years of mystery boxing from shows like Lost and things like that, I'm like, here's what I'm hoping for. It, if it gets there, awesome. If it doesn't, then fine. That's how I was about it. And I didn't watch any theories or any speculation about the show because I don't like, like, over time in my life, I've learned that I don't care for theory shows, I don't care for theory channels, any of that stuff. It's fun in the moment, but it sets you up for failure later on down the line. Like, Game of Thrones really had that very bad, because I was in the Game of Thrones thing. And Game of Thrones, I, I watched all the speculation, all that stuff, and then it ended, and I'm like, well, that sucked. And so, because of Game of Thrones, I don't do that anymore. I don't do these big speculations. I'll have a couple guesses. Talk with friends, but I don't like to do speculation anymore because when you speculate too much, you might make something better than what it is, and then you get really mad when you don't get what you want. So I'm like, okay, here's what I'm hoping. Let's see what happens. The reason for that is because of House of M. In the comics, she causes the opposite thing of what I was hoping for, and that is, in the comics, uh, Wanda does some reality-changing things to the entire planet. She makes it that the entire planet gets, like mutants win and now the planet's just mostly mutants not not, uh, not non-mutant people but it was a fake reality so and all our heroes are there they're just under her mind control during the whole thing they don't realize they're under mind control and it's interesting seeing these different versions of characters in there like so we're going over house of m all of a sudden just just to get the background of why people were seeing we're hoping for something else in house of m just all the mutants are just living lives like normally instead of under persecution, and then other heroes are either helping with mutants or being anti-mutant. Like, they're... Uh, because Magneto's the big king of everything, and you know Magneto's not the best guy. So, you have people for and against, and other characters are affected too. Like, the Fantastic Four are either dead, like, Reed is dead, I forget what happened to... to Sue. I think Sue becomes a villain, Johnny becomes a villain, and, like, the thing is uh he's a slave he's a mindless slave in, in the in the house of m version so some heroes don't have a very good ending captain america uh his complete uh, past changes to that he never froze and that he was for mutant kind because he that's really his character 
So he grows into an old man at this point instead of being a young man. And there's some interesting stories in there. Wolverine's got a really weird story, uh, but it's pretty cool overall. And then Deadpool has some little tie and doesn't really do much, but it's very interesting what happens in House M. Basically, she just made it mutants win, completely changed reality, completely changed history. And then at the end of the whole thing, uh, she undoes House of M, but gets really mad and basically wipes out almost all of mutant kind to the point that there's only, I think, 400 mutants left. And this was like 15 years ago or whatever, to the point that mutants are just, there's not that many mutants anymore. And like the Inhumans start trying to take over instead and stuff like that with the storyline there. And so when I knew when we have like wanted doing all this reality stuff, I was like, maybe she'll bring mutants into the universe. That'd be really cool. I thought it'd be cool if she causes the catalyst for the mutant gene or this mutants are just here now. So we can have the X-Men here now because I don't know how they're going to bring in the X-Men, maybe through Doctor Strange. Like originally the thought was, since we know Doctor Strange is going to have a multiverse movie, I was like, okay, so the mutants will come in through multiverse. That's how it's going to happen. Cool, that's cool. But with House of M, like, maybe we'll have it here, because she completely changes how mutants are. So I thought it might be over here. And I figured that would happen at the end of the whole thing, so I don't have to worry about speculation up to that point. And there's the whole mystery box thing going on. Here's the problem with mystery boxes is, again, with theories, the mystery box makes you build up a bunch of theories, and then you get disappointed when it's all over. Same thing happened with the sequel trilogy of Star Wars. The mystery box was the first movie. Like, there's all these questions, besides the fact it is, yes, it is episode four again. And then you got all these questions, and none of them get paid off in the in this next movie, now it doesn't. And people were really upset about that, and that's because of the mystery box. That is the inherent problem. Mystery boxes get your attention because you're like, oh, I really want to, s- I got all these thoughts about what this might mean. And then you get the answer, and you're not happy about it. The truth of the matter is, it didn't matter if it was Ryan Johnson. J.J. Abrams could have done it too, and it still would have been unhappy. You still would not have been happy because J.J. Abrams has never made a movie or series where you're happy with the answers. That is the truth of the matter, and you know it's true. If you watch Lost, if you saw uh, Super 8, if you saw anything J.J. Abrams makes with mystery box questions and then the answers come out, you're never satisfied. And that is the inherent problem with mystery boxes is it builds you up to disappoint you. And so WandaVision did that too it's a mystery box you're like okay what's going on here i'm not really sure and it was more fun watching the non-comic book people here watching this and they're they're theorizing everything and knowing house of m and everything and just knowing she has reality powers because not everyone knew she had reality powers that's the whole thing she's red so i'm like she's got reality stone powers for some weird reason but it ends up the mind stones the one i gave unlocked her power which is so weird to me but it is what it is there's also the unreliable narrator where uh hayward which is that the bad guy, uh, he gave, he showed us false information where she stole Vision when she never did steal Vision, which is very interesting to see that. And Vision being splayed out comes from another comic book. And the Theseus ship conversation comes from another comic book. Like, in a different comic book, I'm giving a bunch of context here, in a different comic book, or where they pulled things from, um, Vision lets them pull him apart to prove that there's no Ultron in him. And then another one, we have Vision meets another Vision from the future, and they have a conversation about uh, existing and everything. And they talk about the ship of Theseus. So they're pulling ideas from various different comics. But they definitely pulled from House M for WandaVision and all this stuff. And it's the same thing in the comics. Because Vision is an android, he has no reproductive abilities. He, do- he doesn't have robo-sperm. So Wanda just gets pregnant and surprises everyone, and then you find out they're reality-altered creatures. They're- she creates them. She creates two kids to be uh, their children. And so she deals with all of that as well. 
And her kids, eventually they grow up and they're very powerful kids and everything. And I forgot that they're both gay. I thought, I remembered one was, but I did not remember both were gay, but they're both gay. Just mentioning that. And they have a bunch of stuff with them and they get really strong and everything. I really enjoyed the the first episodes because I watched I Love Lucy. I watched Bewitched. I watched I Dream of Genie. So, and Dick Van Dyke and all that stuff. So it was very interesting seeing them try to be those shows. It was very interesting. Like, well, it felt like they did a good job being those things, but also felt a little cringy at the same time because it's like it's just such of the era kind of thing. But they did them pretty well, and then you have like those little moments where things break, and it's like, well, this is off-putting and awkward, and it's supposed to be, because obviously the reality is not perfect. It's supposed to give you that feeling. And I just enjoyed how well they homaged the different TV shows. When they did Malcolm the Middle, I'm like, holy crap, this is so Malcolm the Middle, it's amazing to me. They did like the Bewitched, I Love Lucy era, then they did... Uh, I guess you'd say more I Love Lucy is one era and then more Bewitch was the next era kind of thing. Yeah, it's more like that. So more like I Love Lucy was the first one episode. Second episode was more like Bewitched. And my favorite joke is the piano joke. That one got got me so good. I love that joke. It's really good. And then I think they did the Brady Bunch next. I think it was the Brady Bunch. And then they went into, I believe, I can't remember right now. I don't think it was Mock in the Middle yet. It was it was Brady Bunch and then it was... Knock in the middle or like step by step and then the other one happened. And they very much did a good job of matching those uh, times. And then they did, of course, The Office and Modern Family. And I think that was a pretty good one. And we all knew, like, I think everyone knew it was going to be Modern Family at The Office when they got to that point. It had to be. And they did. And everyone knew it was going to be Vision saying, what am I doing here? And it was very predictable, but it was funny at the same time because it was nice to know you were right. And... It was just also funny, just his reactions were really good. Like, Paul Bittany's uh, uh, acting in this was really good. Really liked his acting. And then once they stopped doing the sitcom stuff, and it's just Marvel television, and you have... I'm so all over the place, I am sorry. Uh, uh, While it's all happening, there's Darcy stuff, and and Wu, and... Like, I'm a fan of the actress. Uh, She is really good at being a snarky, funny character. Darcy? And so she's really good at that. I also think she's attractive. Um, but she's always been pretty funny and she's good at being snarky. That's what she's been in so many of her shows and, and movies and everything. And so she just does a good job of that. Jimmy Woo was very... The thing is Jimmy Woo. He was a fun character. I really liked his character. I'm glad they brought him back and he was very fun. And of course, you got Monica Rambo, And her actress is good. And some background on her is she actually studied... Um, Captain Marvel and all the acting from the little girl and all of her like little ticks that she did. She would just studied all that. So she would do those ticks too in the show. And if you actually notice those things, it's really nice. It's pretty cool. Something to appreciate about acting is when people try to take the next step or growth of a character, which you don't see too often. Cause obviously usually one person is just this character all the way through. It's very rare for a character to be different age groups and to, to be aged forward and things like that. But seeing that she paid attention to the younger version is a pretty nice touch right there. But if you wanted more from Monica Rambo, she was supposed to have more. Here's the thing. They crunched the show, and I don't know why. I assume it's just because of the pandemic. And I, I assume they were using the Mandalorian set for some of these scenes, because why wouldn't you? And they finished the show two weeks before the finale. So as we're watching episode seven, they're finishing episode nine. 
Which is like, you shouldn't do that. They should have just have it all done already, but they didn't. So they couldn't get all the CG done or everything, and they had to just change things. So Monica Rambo was going to be more important in the end. Uh, the fake Quicksilver was going to be more important in the end. The kids were going to be more important in the end. But they weren't able to do that, so they had to just change some things, which is very unfortunate. And I really liked Harkness's character, she, uh, Agatha Harkness. She uh, was she, uh, Angela, Angie, I can't remember her name right now. She was really fun throughout the entire thing. She's really the, the underrated character, I feel. My only problem with her is that she was the big bad at the end. I was really hoping that she was fighting Wanda to stop the reality-changing stuff and to help her with her trauma. I wanted that. I wanted Wanda's trauma to be the real villain, not Harkness. I wanted Harkness to fake herself being the villain to help Wanda deal with her BS, and then at the end of the whole thing, she would help her become the Scarlet Witch, become a person in control of her powers, not just someone trying to steal her powers. That is what's unfortunate. I really, really wish it was different because it doesn't help the stereotype about Marvel where it's just always a big bad at the end. It really didn't help because, again, it was just a big bad at the end. And I would like to see more subversion with Marvel because I don't want them to go stale. I really don't want them to go stale. In the end, still having her as a big bad wasn't a bad thing. It was fun. It was cool having the big things like, oh, yeah, I put runes on all the walls. That was pretty cool. There was some good stuff in there. And the CG people admit later on, like, yeah, the CG is not great. It's not perfect. It's all right. And, and they hate seeing those scenes because they can tell where they could have done better and where they screwed up on it. It's like very interesting to know that. All the Vision stuff was good. I really liked the Vision stuff. The ship of Theseus talking was cool. I like that. Uh, Haywood's very weird. He shoots at children at one point and Monica jumps in the way. He's like, oh, Jesus. Now, here's the thing with the theory stuff. People were theorizing that Reed Richards was going to show up because Monica says she's going to call in an engineer, like an astro engineer or whatever. And it was just some other minor character. And people thought it was going to be Reed Richards. And there's like, there's no way they're going to have any major reveal in a TV show. They'll, they will hint at things, but they won't have a major reveal. The biggest reveal is that there was a scroll there, and the scroll's like, hey, we gotta you know, have you talk to Nick Fury or whatever. And then that Wanda is building up her skills so she can rescue her kids. She's got reality power. She's going to try to figure out a way to bring them back without having to have her reality bubble. Which she will succeed, considering, if they're going with the comics. So I didn't get what I wanted. I was really thinking was going to happen when Quicksilver showed up. When Fox Quicksilver, Quicksilver showed up, like, oh, snap, she might actually do what I want. That'd be really cool. It was a nice trick there. It's a bit of a cheat when you think about it. They just, it's just an actor, the same actor or whatever, but didn't get what I wanted. I'm not, like, disappointed for it. I still enjoyed the show overall. 7 out of 10, like I said. I don't know what could have made it an 8 or better for me. I think it was it was competently made, but there were things that were... The pacing wasn't great. I think the pacing just wasn't great about the show, and that did hurt it for me. I think the characters are good, music was good, the story needed work as well, and that's really what puts it at a 7. And I watched it with Jinx, and she put it at a 6. I'm like, damn, I thought she liked it more than I did. She was enjoying it more than me, I think, but still, she's better at being critical, I guess. Those are my thoughts on WandaVision overall. I'm really interested to see Sam and the Winter Soldier. What's it called? Captain America and Winter Soldier? Sam, Sam the Falcon? Sam the Eagle and the Winter Soldier? I don't know. It's those two, and I'm interested to see that, because... Both of them have been Captain America. Both of them have. For a couple years, the Winter Soldier was Captain America. He, w he had a shield and a gun, which was an interesting concept. And then Sam Wilson is Captain America as well. They both have plenty of stories, like Bucky, of course, has many stories with Captain America. So has Sam. Uh, the Falcon had many uh, stories with Captain America as well. They had a comic called uh, Captain, Captain, and Fal uh, Captain America and the Falcon or something like that. Like, it was the both of them together. It was a very interesting mix. It dealt with race and stuff like that, because you always do white-black 
characters always have to deal with race. It was just interesting stuff. And yeah, that's it. Next time I'll talk about, I guess I should talk about NFTs and some political stuff because there's political stuff to talk about. And there's nothing to talk about. I don't think I've talked about Pokemon, so I should just talk about that already finally. But we'll see. That right there is the uh, Basically Podcast. I had fun talking about it from watching and listening. And that's what's all about is it. Having fun. Thanks for coming by and see you next time.